This is cartoonist and illustrator Xander Cannon, and you're listening to Outside the Long Box. It's 2022, and we're talking about our favorite comic book and movie trailers of the year. Well, it won't be 2022 when you listen to this. It's thinking outside the long box. It was 2022 at some point. Yeah, I mean, is it 2022 anywhere still, like due to time zones? I don't think so. We are recording this technically on the 1st at 6.21 p.m. (laughs) Uh, That's the first search that came up. Has the whole planet joined us in a new year? I think so. This is probably something like educated people should know. (laughs) I don't fucking know what time it is anywhere else but here in California. (laughs) It looks like... I I wonder if our West Coast is the most behind us. Like we're the last? Yeah. Wouldn't make sense. Uh, that would make sense, I mean. Huh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't see. I'm assuming everybody is in 2023 at this point. Makes sense. Well. Except who died. They never made it here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the, re- the remains the, are here. The first them. dark joke of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird to think about, you know what I mean? If all of that time travel shit's like possible, like 2022 is happening at the same time as 2023, it's just in our past, but for people in that moment, it is the present. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love time travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> it is confusing, but I hope it's possible. Do you, I mean, do, I, before we get into our favorite trailer and comic book of 2022, do you, do you hope it's possible? Is that a thing that we should be fucking with just in general? I feel like I mean, it's not. It, I don't, yeah. Like, I, I don't see a lot of good coming out of it, <laughs> like, to be honest with you. Like, because even that, like, whole, like, you know, go back and kill Hitler when he's a baby, like, that probably just causes something else weird to happen. Like, <laughs> Maybe you blip yourself out of existence. Yeah, who knows? Or maybe it just creates like an all, you know, a paradox universe that's just the same shit still happened, but you created a whole different one because you did that. Just a different Hitler. Now there's a multiverse and then there's a collision at some point and then <laughs> who knows what the fuck that causes. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. So don't play with time travel. <laughs> I think it's rough, you know, except for probably like little things probably don't do anything. <clears throat> the only thing I would play with time travel for, I think, is the future. You know what I mean? Like, I would just go to the future. Obviously, you'd have to try not to fuck with the future. But if you could go into next Tuesday or whatever and find out what the lotto tickets are, you know, then go back in time. Then you technically aren't really fucking with anything. Then you just know what's going to happen. And then you still control your own future in a sense. Yeah, you still fuck with the the time zone. Because whoever would have won that number, like, at the very least, now you're splitting it with them. Right. So you're taking money out of their pocket. So, like, <laughs> who knows what that could do. You know, you don't know. 
but it wouldn't have mattered because it never happened yet anyway. But right. it's changing the possibility of something that could have been. Correct. Whereas I, I think if you fuck with the past, you're changing shit that's already happened, and you don't know what kind of consequences <laughs> can come from that. What if it's all good? We, who knows? What if it's all yeah. awful? What if you go back in time and you're like, I just want an amazing fantasy 15, and you buy one off the racks, and then Trump's never president. Like, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That is like, I don't know how you get there, but it could happen, I guess. A lot of weird dominoes <laughs> on so, the plates. My favorite trailer of 2022 was the Wakanda Forever trailer. And I think some of that was probably because of the emotion and the feelings that came with the, and, and the anticipation that came with wanting to see what was coming. Um, and that trailer. I mean, it starts with a huge, like, drum and dance kind of thing that we obviously know is, you know, it was hip, they're mourning his death, which is, I think, what most people assumed. Um, yeah. But it was just so much emotion and so much feeling that it was one of the best trailers that captivated my, it captured my attention the most. And I think a lot of that, like I said, happened to be because obviously Chadwick had died. And so it was more anticipation. I think that trailer probably could have been anything and most people would have watched it. I don't know. If it, I mean, I think anyone, everybody would have watched it. I don't think it could have been anything and been as powerful as it was. Cause right. like the speech she's giving, whoever made that trailer did a phenomenal job because I don't, <laughs> It's definitely the most emotionally resonating trailer of the year. Right. It made me feel stuff in my <laughs> heart. Like, just, <laughs> that's uh, like the, my most. That's the heart disease. Yeah. <laughs> that's the clogging of arteries. <laughs> um, my favorite trailer of the year that got me like the most stoked about a movie that ended up not being my favorite movie of the year, but I didn't hate it either, was Nope. Oh, Nope. Yep. Like, the trailer for Nope, I was like, this looks fucking bonkers awesome. And then it was just kind of pretty good. <laughs> With, like, a weird ending that nobody liked. It was a super weird trailer, too, from what I remember. It just it has, like, really a lot weird. of, like, beats in it. Like, it, like, has a lot of anticipation built into it. It honestly generates feeling for a movie that didn't happen. <laughs> which does exist sometimes. <laughs> it's like, do you remember the old movie Southpaw? Yeah. I remember that trailer came out. I was like, oh, this is another sweet-ass boxing movie. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to fucking do with boxing. Like, <laughs> like someone just fucked the pooch on that whole thing. Nope, wasn't that bad, but, like, what you ended up getting was kind of, like, this, like, slow, gritty, like, what the fuck's going on build up into, like, what the fuck happened? Like, what's this <laughs> weird-ass alien man array? <laughs> but... But the, I remember the trailer, though. I was, like, stoked as fuck for that movie to come out from the trailer. <laughs> Even more than Wakanda Forever. Um, mostly because I was more, like, afraid that movie was going to suck. And then I would be back to the only Namor fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I still am back to the only Namor fan. But... People don't like different. Which is, I mean, there's so much content. And there's, I, I don't... Sometimes I just don't want the exact same thing as what's in a book or in a movie. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, or it doesn't... I know it's not going to translate well into a movie, so I accept the changes. Like, people just can't... They want it to be exactly like they remember. Yeah, which I don't, I don't even know 
what part of the translation like made them weird. Like the fact that they didn't make him look like underwater Spock with speedos, like <laughs> that's really kind of the only thing they changed. And they don't call it Atlantis. They made him like that's it. They just made him look like Native Americans. Like <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> like, he's not real, people. <laughs> like not my name or it's not like cultural like. When people got all like up in arms about not the new Avatar but the the last Airbender movie, mm. but, like they're culturally appropriating. I was like, that cartoon takes place over the entire planet, fuckers. Like it's not just Asians. Like if you watch it, they go everywhere on their planet, like all over the place, and it's a fake planet. There's <laughs> not really Asians there anyway. <laughs> it's also, I believe, like an American production. Like I don't think it's an actual anime, so it's like. I don't know. That movie boggled my mind. Like, I understand why people didn't like it because it's not good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I remember everyone was up in arms about that shit. Why is he? Why are they white? I was like, I don't know. It's a famous director who made that, wasn't it? Yeah, I forget who it was, but was it? A, oh, it was the Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he's. He said he only made it because his kid wanted him to make it. Yeah. Which that right there should be like a red flag for like a, <laughs> a beloved franchise. Like, be like, why are you making it? I don't really give a shit about it. Like, good life. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not the right guy. Oh, uh, Milan. He has a track record of doing weird shit anyway. So that's true. I I'm I didn't I don't know why people didn't expect the last Airbender to <laughs> fucking get slaughtered at the end just because of a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's that's Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the fish is the last airbender. Oh shit! Never saw that coming. <laughs> Thought it was Aang, but it's not Aang. <laughs> also, I've watched the cartoon. It's not like that fucking fantastic of a cartoon. Like it's pretty good. Like the writing's not like insane or anything like that. Like it's a fucking. It's meant for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We just watched like we just watched like the last Halloween like. That is, like, an incredibly detailed story in a cartoon form. The Last Airbender is not that. Like, it's entertaining. It gets fun. I'm not saying it's not. But it was clearly a cartoon for a kid that's, you know, appealing to other people that are not kids. But it's like, it was not fucking Schindler's List, people. (laughs) 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 Again, I think people, people have weird expectations. Like, Mrs. Marvel looked like a younger kid... Uh, show before it ever even came out, and yeah. when it came out, it proved itself. Like as you're watching it, you're like, "This isn't really aimed at me." I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really aimed at me. And yeah, most it. adults were like, oh, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's not for you. Like you get to enjoy it if you want, but it's aimed at a younger comic book you audience. Said, I never even watched it because it just doesn't look like something that was made for something I would like. And we never picked it for the show, no. so I was like. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, you can make... I mean, here's like a weird thing that I think people don't understand. If you don't make comic booky shit for little kids, there will not be comic book fans <laughs> in the future, fuckface. <laughs> like, do you want the entire genre to just die because nerds eventually get old and stop putting their money into the project? Like, you have, you have to build... You have to have shit like Miles Morales. You have to have shit right. like Miss Marvel. Like, Miles Morales will never be my Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse is a good fucking movie. I like it. But he's not my... I don't think of him when I think of Spider-Man at all. 
but he has to fucking exist because my nephew thinks of him when he thinks of Spider-Man. He don't know who the fuck Peter Parker is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that like, white Spider-Man? Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, why is shit? <laughs> Culturally appropriate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, like, they have to do shit like that. Even though Miles Morales is kind of like an older character now, it's been around for a while. But yeah, I still think it's like the kids' version of Spider Man. I didn't. I had no idea. I, I like Spider Man. I had no idea he was a thing for a long, long time. But he was super, super popular. Yeah, he's been popular. Like there are adults that like him too. Right. But when I think of like the big pitches for like little kids in the Spider Man universe, it's like Spider Gwen. You know, Miles Morales. Right. Like, that's the one that they latch onto. It seems like so. You know, they're never going to read, like, these fucking old-ass stories about Gwen Stacy dying and shit like that. Like, they're not gonna fuck. Peter Porker, Spider-Ham. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Porker. <laughs> <laughs> I think Marvel should just do more shit like that. They're just like, fuck it, fuck it. They should, why not? The, the Those libraries are huge. Again, it's you don't have to make everything full-scale, balls-to-the-walls, a billion-dollar project. Like, you could make these weird little cool things. Werewolf by Night is a perfect example of that. It came out of nowhere. They probably put some money into it. It looks great, but it was a weird little 40-something-minute project, and it was great. And also, it's one of those things that, like, it's fun. I don't understand how all of a sudden people became, like, Werewolf by Night fans, because I've actually read the comics. They're not good. (laughs) They're, like, old and campy as fuck. Uh, but the character's cool, and they did, like, a little one-shot with it, and it was fun. And, like, yeah, if they never do anything else, that's fine. Yeah. If they do more shit, that's cool, too. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's weird as fuck that his first appearance is, like, a billion dollars now. <laughs> it's a fucking werewolf, people. I, I would certainly watch a 45-minute Peter Porker show of some sort. It would probably need to be animated, I'm assuming, because I don't think that's going to translate very well in live action. But, like, I would definitely watch it. Like, it sounds cool as shit to me. You could put it on on TV, like, full time. Like, I I would watch it as an ongoing show. A Harley Quinn show is ongoing. People love it. Uh yeah, I I mean I like like we were just talking about I I think one shots and weird things are cool. It's in a uh it, the there's just so many characters that in 50 years even I don't think you get to them if you're only relying on big movie type no. temples. Which is like a good lead on I think to like favorite comic books cuz my favorite comic book is from these I actually really went through and thought about my favorite comics I read this year. And even though that like you guys don't know what I'm talking about because I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> we bought like a trade paperback that I thought was really fun. I was going to pick that, but I was like, it's really not my favorite favorite, even though it's fun. It's like Bunny the Kid or something. What the fuck is that? <laughs> How's that called? I forget what it's called, man. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Huh. The guy that was supposed to talk to us at uh, John's and then just never did. Oh, Barry McLean? Yeah, what book did he write? I, buddy, I don't remember. He, he. It's a comic book about like a rabbit and his whole rabbit family gets slain <laughs> and he's like out to get revenge. And it's like a Punisher rabbit story. <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of cursing and a lot of like funny one liners. And I'll find the book before our next one. So I can like tell you guys what it is actually. Um, but I can't remember the title of it right now, but Oh wait, say his name again. Cause I'm going to like Google his fucking name. It Bar- I believe it's Barry McLean. B A R R Y M C C L A I N. 
he does Barry McLean Jr.? I believe so. He does a lot of TESD stuff. Yeah, he does a lot of PSB and internal shit. Where the fuck are your comics? Because it is really good. I, I mean, I have the first uh, Billy the Kit. That's what it's called. There you go. I have the first um, trade. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like a Punisher Bunny story. Well, I mean, it has more elements than that, but, like, that's where you get it. But my favorite actual comic book of the year, I think, when I made a short list, was DC Black Label's Rogues. It's a four-part miniseries. It's, like, magazine-sized. Right. Um, If you're familiar with, like, The Flash, The Flash actually had... The first group of bad guys known as like a rogues gallery. They were yeah, actually yeah, called yeah. the rogues. It yeah, yeah. predates Batman's, um, and they're all like cheesy ass comic book characters. I think like, some of the some of the bad guys that were in in the Flash TV show were formed some kind of rogue team in the show. Oh, I'm sure because it's like it's part of his canon going back like forever, right? And it's all of like the cheesy ones, like Captain Cold, yes. Heat Wave, yes, Golden Glider, stuff like that. So in this book. Uh, Flash is like nowhere to be fucking found. Uh, it's just his old rogues gallery. It's ten years in the future. They're all on fucking probation. They've <laughs> all like they're all like out of like the the fucking robbery um business. They're all out of the crime business. They all have like normal jobs. They owe like crazy rest restitution for the crimes they've committed. Um, I think the main character is Captain Cold, and I think they say like fifty percent of his checks like go into the government, and he's like on probation. But the book starts out with him like getting randomly pee tested, <laughs> seeing if he has any like cold gear, and you know, like he's it kind of just is a story of like it's an Ocean's Eleven like story where like Captain Cold eventually he's getting fed up, and he's like fuck it, like let's pull one last job, and he like pulls together the old shitty rogue scholar and he's like we're gonna go rob uh we're gonna go rob gorilla grod gorilla city for all their gold so it's like a heist book nice and it's, it's only four, yeah it's only four issues uh from their black labels so i don't know go into much more detail than that because he starts to get uh spoilers, spoilers. And shit. <laughs> but but i mean it's cool it makes a lot of sense there's no superheroes in it uh, he even explains it. He was like, we're going to a city with, like, no... He's like, there's no capes. They would never call the cops. <laughs> All the other bad guys are like, fuck that. Like, we're going to die. He's like, we're not going to die. <laughs> Black, Black Label is their, like, weird stuff, right? Their, their non-world stuff? Yeah, it's, like, not necessarily in continuity. Right. But I think it's also more geared towards adults. Gotcha. Even though this doesn't feel like it had to be like super adult uh, to read it, but I just like this story idea. Like it takes the superhero world and like that we're like we know of and shit. It tells a completely like non superhero story and like it just happens to be in the universe of Flash. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you if you know his characters, so I don't know. It's really cool. I think um, yeah, I think it's definitely worth like a pickup. I'm sure. There's probably still copies of like of all four books at your local comic book store, if not the last couple, and then you could. They're not expensive or anything, right? Like you could get them online like super easy. Um, but really close up runner runner up to that, and I think you would like this book a lot. Is Department of Truth? Like I think they're like A and one A and one B. Department of Truth is like my favorite ongoing right now. Okay, 
and I don't have that one to hold up because I didn't come into it at the beginning, so I've just been reading it on my iPad. Mm, but gotcha. um, it's a world where if what if like conspiracy theories were real, essentially, but they're not real until enough people believe in them. Like, so this, there's like this group of people and it's their basic job is to kind of like stop things from existing by stopping enough people believing in it. So enough people believe in something, the world like transforms and that thing becomes a part of the world. Uh. And then at that point, we're like, was it always a part of the world? Like, it's like trying to figure out, was that always a part of the world? Did that only exist because people believe in it? Right. <laughs> so it's by Mr. Tiny Onion himself. Um, I think we read one of his other books, The Closet, earlier in the year. Yes. But like, uh, the head of the department is, fuck, who's that guy that killed Kennedy? Uh, John Wilkes Booth. That's not it. Oh, no, he killed Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I was like, that's... <laughs> Way earlier. <laughs> um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. So Lee Harvey Oswald turns out like that was a, uh, it was like a pansy. And he's been like in hiding since then. And now he's like the head of the Department of Truth. Like that was a conspiracy theory, or story that he killed him. So you get like things like the Mothman. They dive into the shit like lizard people. Like it's fucking crazy. Huh, that sounds cool. Um, it's a really cool book. I like it a lot. Um, it's actually... Even though I think it might have been a option, the first issue is not actually expensive, so it is one that I'm gonna like buy into all of them and then get started on it. But I just haven't done that yet. But it's a super cool book. I highly suggest it if you like weird shit. Um, it's very that one is very adult themed. There's some like <laughs> like stuff about child molestation and shit in the second one. Um, that were that weird like one about where the children molested there on the pizza shop. Like it's. I don't know. It's fucking like weird. Like, oh, Pizzagate. <laughs> yeah, and then like they go. There's even an, an issue that's like you know how like they some people believe that like mass shootings don't like really happen. Yeah, they're just like fake news. Yes. Um, there's even a story about that with like a woman who's like grieving her son who died in, like a school shooting, but the internet saying that her son is like a paid actor, and they yeah. show some like evidence that he's a paid actor, and even her mind is starting to be changed because the world is starting to change. Like. Did my son really not die? Was it really my son? Did he die? Like, huh. like it goes like into like a lot of deep shit. But if you like a book that's just like a weird idea, every issue, that's it. That's cool. It sounds super super interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're all interconnected, but most of the books are literally just like a person monologuing at another person about something, huh. <laughs> like a Mothman or some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, I so my plan this year was to to read a lot more. Um, that got derailed because my job's plan was for me to have two promotions and learn two brand new fucking jobs. And so I have just been so so busy. So the only books that I made time for were the ones that we we read for the show. Um, and so I, for me, Grimm was my favorite out of those that we read. Um, and it's just, it, it's six issues deep. Last one came out this month or technically last month, December. Um, and it's just, it's just a super, super cool story. We have a whole episode on it. You should definitely go listen to it. Um, but it's, it's about this lady, this whole group of kind of grim reapers who are helping people cross into the, into the nether world or into the, into death. 
um, and she accidentally somehow is able to be seen by this one alive dude. Um, or he's not alive anymore, but, uh, like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. She's able to be seen. Um, and, but the, the, the cool thing when I first started reading it was not only is it that a a pretty compelling story for me to read, the art is the covers are absolutely gorgeous. They look really, really good. Especially Uh, the metallic covers. And they're not, they're not expensive either, which is like crazy because, a lot of comics coming out right now have these like metallic covers that are like a hundred bucks, Oof. like two hundred bucks. Like they're fucking nuts. <laughs> and like <clears throat> this book has like printings of like these like third print metallic covers, or just I don't know if they're just variants or third print. I don't know what the fuck they are, but they're just like virgin variants of like these cool ass like metallic like images, and they're not they're, like seven bucks. Like I mean, you can still get them. Nice. This book's pretty high on my list too, even though I read quite a few comics this year. Like it's still up there. Like it's still probably like top ten. It is a good book. Yeah, my so for, for I I get off substantially earlier than I used to now, um, and so again, my plan is to hopefully read. My goal is three books uh, a week. Like that seems like a, a, a easy enough goal to reach. <laughs> Sure. Um, I got to get out of January because uh, if you don't know, my my house flooded. Every single comic book I have downstairs is on my bar. And so my bar is probably five feet tall right now with books on it. Just uh, nothing got damaged. Thank God. No book got damaged. Um, but all, every bookshelf, every the every f- the, all the feet of every bookshelf I own pretty much destroyed. And so I've got to f- buy new bookshelves and I got to do a bunch of shit. But um I, I have so much that I can read this year has just been a crazy whirlwind of learn this and learn that and do this and do and it's just been fucking insane. So my hope is to be able to read way more this this year, even if it's not for the show. So Yeah, definitely. And I think we're still gonna do uh, probably not every couple of weeks, but we'll definitely still do books that we read and stuff for the show. Yeah, I'm sure. I definitely recommend Grimm. I mean, that it's it's so yeah, it's, good it's so good. It's definitely something. I uh, the 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 uh, the one that you just talked about uh, sounds fucking cool as shit. Like that's something I should probably add. Uh, see if John has. I'm gonna talk to him on Monday to get all my shit squared away. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm sure you can get like the trade and stuff like that. Yeah, and get on the list. Yeah, it's like it's tiny. Tinian in general writes like really cool shit. I think, um, like the closet that uh, something is killing the children, which is like a, that one's a huge fucking success. Yeah, I will, <laughs> definitely liked. It's like one of my top books this year, but I do think Department of Truth is a little bit better. Nice. Well, I mean, we 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 always recommend. I mean, this whole comic book podcast or this whole podcast started from comic books. So we always recommend definitely going out and checking out your local comic book shop, supporting mm-hmm. uh, supporting a small business um, because it's cool. I mean, I, I read some some weird statistic, and I don't know the exact statistic, but uh, the it was it said that per like comic book page, there are more like diverse words than your average book has in it. Um, so the, the, the language and the, the reading ability seems to be, even though most people think comic books as children's things, they seem to be better for helping you read and learn and kind of understand words. And so I thought that was really cool. If you have kids too, like you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get them into it. Cause it's what got me into reading. Right. And I read actual books as well. And like, 
I I didn't used to like to before I started reading comic books because that like whole like picture aspect is like the perfect in between zone from like children's books to like full blown books. Right. Not that they don't have their own place as like their own thing that's equally good in my opinion. I think some comics are more amazing than some of the sure. best books that people like, but there are definitely kid centric comics out there that it's a little bit wordier. It's a little bit more grown up. It kind of helps them start generating that like passion for like reading and drawing and finding the stories that they like themselves, as opposed to just, you know, the, you know, here's a, a kid talking to a tree that he eventually kills and right. sits on. And he gets old, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the giving tree, <laughs> It's, 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 like, it's all about getting over the stigma, which is really fucking weird that, that reading is like a, a nerdy fucking thing to do. Like it does nothing but help you, you as a person, like it helps your vocabulary. you you pick up things a lot quicker when, as far as jobs go, instructions and shit like that. I mean, it does nothing but help you as a person to read, but it's somehow been like shunned as a bad thing, which is fucking really weird. You, you have no idea how the perception of me being and I think I'm a decently intelligent individual but I don't think I'm anything special but how many people like in work situations I'm like this motherfucker's smart because I can learn how to do shit just because I can read shit <laughs> right <laughs> like I'm for real like if I go I've gone into jobs and my current one included and just learned everything whereas some people have been there for years and they still don't know how to do shit because they're still waiting for somebody to fucking show them shit. And here's what happens in the real world. Nobody has time to show you shit. You just do it. Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> figure the fuck out or don't. And if you can read, it's way better. And, like, that part of that's just comprehension. Like, I know yeah. people can read words, but a lot of people don't comprehend what they're reading because they're not uh, – it's not a skill they've developed over right. time. Right. And, like, it's super important. A lot of you motherfuckers don't read shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, listen. If you're if you're fucking, I mean, you you could obviously you can learn to read or you can learn to you can always better those skills. But uh, for, like you talked about earlier, for me, I always think about it. Okay, I'm old. I'm 35. I'm not that old, but I'm old at this point. Uh, my time is passing. You know what I mean? What can I do to help my kids? better themselves and hopefully better the world. And that comes with teaching them how to read and teaching them about math and teaching them about circuitry and, and just shit like that, because that's where things are going. He might turn into, or they might turn into the biggest fucking nerds ever. They might get picked on a little bit because of it, but they're going to be better human beings for it. And that, and that's what matters to me. Absolutely. It's also just another form of like, escape arts it gives kids a new avenue of potential fields they can pursue right like i mean who knows what this world's gonna look like coming up but i'm pretty sure that being able to read well and it helps you speak well also agreed um it's gonna be an advantage (laughs) forever (laughs) (laughs) even when i don't know shit i can just bullshit that i do that's my whole (laughs) job sometimes (laughs) (laughs) oh shit well uh yeah, go check out comic books. Uh, go check out trailers. Like <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, those were our favorite for 2022. 2023 is going to be awesome. I'm sure there's going to be a ton more trailers. I know there's 
uh, a lot more comic book and nerdy projects coming. So I'm sure we'll be anticipating those trailers dropping. Um, and I am excited to want and be able to read more things here myself this year. So hopefully my list and my choice is a lot harder next year when we talk about this again. Um, but that was the year end wrap up, um, from here on out, we'll be into 2023 officially talking about 2023 bullshit. Um, so look out for all of those things. Um, TOTLB.com. I'm restarting. I took a, again, for whoever doesn't know a week before Christmas, my house flooded. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do shit for the next week except for work and be at home. (laughs) So, that's what I did. <clears throat> so videos are going to start to come back out. We're going to start to do a, a, a bunch more stuff that I was doing. Um, more Patreon stuff. Patreons, your stuff is coming as well. I've got to dig all of it out of the mess that's in my home. But I've got art that needs to go out. i got Christmas presents that need to go out for our Patreon supporters. So those should be out here within the next few days. Um, check all that stuff out. Like I said, TOTLB.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. Um, just Google us. Uh, until next time, I've been Juan. I'm Bo. We will catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah! <laughs>